This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Vikings Vent Line, every Sunday right here, actually I should say every Saturday for today, right here on, on Purple Daily and the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Make myself full screen there for just a bit before I get my guys Shane and Ben on here to talk a little offseason and upcoming expectations. Vikings Vent Line is your show. I've been rocking this for like, what, the last probably six, seven months now, and all of a sudden the Vikings season is just a couple weeks away, so there's just a few more episodes of Vikings Vent Line, the offseason edition, to get rolling here on Purple Daily, so if you want to join one of those episodes i have a few spots left hit me up it's vikings line at gmail.com if you want to join that show uh, i have a few of these left before the season starts against tampa bay in week one with Naki judd and myself uh we'll welcome all the vikings fans for an extravaganza and if you haven't heard of vikings vent line if you haven't experienced vikings vent line you're two weeks away from really getting to it as full service it's going to be a lot of fun we're Jack. this is now the uh, fourth season i believe we've done this since the uh, pivot on to podcasting and YouTube predominantly on Purple Daily. So we're really excited for another season of Vikings Ventline. Hit us up, uh, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Of course, Purple Daily presented by our friends at TCL. Vikings football season's coming up. Go get yourself a TCL television. and Hit that subscribe button for Daily Vikings Entertainment. This is Purple Daily, seven days a week, right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, the Scorn Earth app is a central hub for everything we do as well. All right, let's get our guys in here. Let's get Shane on. Let's get uh, Ben on from Florida. Ben's a veteran from Vikings Vent Line. He's been on countless episodes. Uh, he's like our Steve Martin of the Saturday Night Club. He just has his jacket that just littered with appearances on Vikings Vent Line. And then our guy, Shane. Uh, Shane's in South Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so South Carolina making your first appearance on Vikings Vent Line. So excited to have you guys on here. Preview a little bit of the upcoming season. Uh, so let's start off with this one here. I've been putting this one on the T a lot for Vikings fans, and it debates goes back and forth a lot between different fans. So I'm curious on your opinion, Shane. I'm going to start with you here. Uh, give me your hottest Vikings take for the 2023 season. I think my uh, hot take is a little crazy. I think Kirk Cousins ends up winning the uh, NFL MVP, and my re- and my reasoning for that is I think the offense is going to be the best o- offense in football. I think the Vikings will regret not re-signing Kirk Cousins to a longer contract, to a contract after the season. But I think the offense is just too potent. I think uh, it kind of reminds me of that 98 team, you know, that Jake Reed, that Moss and Carter. I mean, you have uh, KJ, Justin Jefferson, and then you have uh, Addison. I just think that that Kirk Cousins is going to throw for over 4,000 yards and and probably I'm going to go 40-plus touchdowns. I think he's going to tear, tear it up this year, and we're all going to, 
jump on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon again. I like it. So you're in the camp of probably should have gotten an extension done this offseason then, right? You don't like that they're kind of riding this out to a degree? No, because, I listen, I like a Hall a lot, but I don't think he's the future. And I think the Vikings do too well this year to get a, a top quarterback next year. So I think I would have re-signed them to another uh, couple years and then wrote it out and see what happens. But I, I think Kirk Cousins is the man this year. Okay, I like it. All right, Ben. He says uh, Kirk Cousins could be NFL MVP. I'm curious, what is your hottest take, my man, for the upcoming Viking season? Mine is not as bold. I've had two different – there's two of them that I thought of, and I've been kind of going back and forth. But this one, I'm – I'm this is, this, this is probably bolder than, than the other one. Jordan Addison is going to be offensive rookie to the offense. And um, teams will devote their best corner cover corners to him. I think Jordan Addison can be the guy who um, can take advantage of a team's uh, a team's second corner. So that is um, that is my bold take. Jordan Addison will be offensive uh, rookie of the year. I like it. We have a little bit of uh, dog gremlins and internet gremlins barking both at both those takes. So uh, yeah. I agree on that. So Jordan Addison can kind of step up and potentially be uh, a big picture in this Vikings offense. Love that one as well. And yeah, with Kirk Cousins, uh, maybe stepping up into the biggest year of his career. So Shane, you think even with the offensive line, maybe the interior being a little shaky, can you still think it can hold up Kirk long enough to put up those big time MVP numbers? I, that that to me is the, the weak point, but I do believe before the end, the season ends, uh, I believe it is uh, Josh Sokol. I I think he takes over at left guard. Okay. I, I think in uh, not just because he uh, played collegiately in the state of Connecticut. Um, he played at Sacred Heart, and uh, I just you know I root for anybody that played in Connecticut. I just think that he has what it takes. I know they moved him over from center to guard. Uh, I would like to see him take over at center, but I think he takes over for Cleveland at guard. I'm a little worried about Ingram. Uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering whatever happened to Dalton Reisner and seeing why he never signed. Uh, but I do the out the tackles are great. The interior is a little weak, but I think uh, they'll make some changes and they'll be able to tweak it to give him enough time to to get the passes thrown. Yeah, I was a little surprised too. They haven't brought in Dalton Risner at this point, or just made any other type of addition on the offensive line. You would have liked to seen that. I would have liked to seen them do something on the offensive line to upgrade a little bit. Maybe as the season gets on, then all the five starters are in there in continuity, and you know they just kind of run this line back, and hopefully Bradbury, you know, stays the course, and Ingram and Ezra Cleveland can hold up beside him because uh, they can't really afford any other uh, mis- uh, mishaps, I guess, on that offensive line. Uh, ben, how about is there any unproven? or first 10-year players you're really looking forward to watching this season with the Vikings? Um, so this this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, for unproven, it's Byron Murphy. I mean, not unproven, uh, first-year tenure, uh, Byron you. Murphy. I think he is a great fit for uh, the defense because you look at his tenure in Arizona, Arizona's not really a competing team now or anytime soon. Um, he was really good there on a bad team. So. I think that Byron Murphy is a great fit, and I think he's going to be—he's going to be one of the not the best corner in the NFL, but one of the lead, one of the top corners in the league this year. So my pick for first-year tenure guy is definitely Byron Murphy. Yeah, it's uh, a really thin position for them, so they kind of need Byron Murphy to step in and shut things down. And you know, I, I feel like no one's really brought up the point of that Cardinals team being a really bad team last year. They they came crashing down to earth hard. Kyler Murray regressed. He had the injury, of course. 
Uh, but he was still a pretty solid player, yeah, on a bad football team. And now he's going to have to be basically the number one on a defense that has a new defensive coordinator and is just really unproven on that side of the football in terms of the defensive backs and cornerbacks that are in that room. Uh, so if Byron Murphy can kind of step up, make life a lot easier uh, uh, against other quarterbacks who are going to be thrown against the Vikings a ton, that could be a good one. Uh, Shane, how about you, man? Anyone else other than Byron Murphy that you're really looking forward to watch? That's either like a rookie or that joined from the free agent class at all? I do. I, I am, I'm a big Lewis Scene fan. I liked him when he was at Georgia, living in the South. We saw a lot of Georgia games. Um, I think by the he's not going to turn heads right away, but I think by the end of the season, he's a mainstay in the in the defense. I think uh, they're going to move him around a lot. I, I think he's going to end up like a Shaq Thompson, kind of like in Carolina a guy that started off as a safety, and I think eventually he's going to move into linebacker. That's what I believe. I think he's only 199. I think he can put on uh, some weight, and I think that he can uh, fly all over the field. He's, he's very aggressive in some of the camp games I've, I've seen. He's very aggressive. Uh, he does like to hit. I just think that he has too much talent to not be on the field. I'm a little worried about him with his coverage. That's why I think maybe in the box I think he'd, he'd do a lot better. Yeah, it just it seems like – two things that are working against him. Maybe the transition to the NFL has been a lot harder than was that that was anticipated despite him being a first round pick and coming off a pretty legendary college football defense. And then two, there's kind of a log jam in front of him. I guess there's again, two sides. Look at both that there's two sides. Look at that one being okay. He doesn't have to step in and play right away. So he won't be exposed. But at the same time, if you're a first round pick and you were also basically Quasi Dofamensa's really first draft pick that he made in this tenure with KOC, um, you really want to see that guy at least get the chance to be on the football field. And for right now, it seems like he's on the outside looking in. Now, injuries happen in football all the time. I'm sure he's going to figure out a way to probably crack the roster either by default or if maybe he shows enough and practices at the end of training camp here that he can show that he can be a legitimate player and not just a bench warmer. Um, but you'd really like to see that first round pick kind of step in and, and do something with it. Uh, ben, are, are you starting to get a little worried about Lewis Seen? Do you actually still think there's a good player inside of there? What is your opinion um, on the Vikings' first-round pick from last year? So I think you have to give every draft pick, first-round draft pick at least, two and a half to three years. So after this year, if it's not clicking, then it's time to say, all right, this is probably not a, a good pick by Quasi. So – I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet, but um, let's say I'm just picking up the towel right now. Yeah. If that makes putting sense. In, putting it in your back pocket to a degree. I got you. So yeah. that's where it, I'm at Lewis. I think I'm not ready to throw in the towel, but I'm picking it up. Picking it up and hopefully you don't have to throw it right back into the ring to call it off. I don't blame you there at all. Yeah, I, I, I think with Harrison Smith, probably his last season here, and if he can show enough under Brian Flores or other the coordinators, whoever takes over, if Flores ends up leaving after this year, it's going to be big for his development going forward. And this that draft class in general, unfortunately, maybe outside of a Caleb Evans, um, it might be a miss for Quasey, but you're right. It's still a little too early to tell. It's too early to call. And hopefully um, if there is opportunities for those guys to arise and they get into playing time and crack the field a little bit, that they can actually uh, show that it was not a bad draft class and it was a good picks by Quasi and their regime. You're certainly not going to hit on all your picks, but just a little sour taste, I think, from obviously the uh, uh, the first draft from Quasi Adolfo Mensa. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So, Shane, we talked about this a little bit. Um, do you trust this Vikings offensive line in 2023? Uh, it, it's hard It's hard to say because here at one time I'm saying Cousins is going to be the MVP, and which would make the offensive line great. Tackles are phenomenal, right? We have They have great tackles. The interior, I've never been a Bradbury fan. I didn't like when they drafted him. Uh, I thought that, you know, I, one, I, I'm, a, I'm the big Chris Dolman fan, so seeing another guy in 56 especially the center has hurts all the time, but uh, no, I, I worry about that interior. I, I just think they got to sure up the guards in the center and they got to figure out a way to, to give uh, cousins more time and open up some holes for Madison and Chandler. But no, I, I don't have a lot of trust in the middle on the ends. I'm, I'm super pumped. I think their saw is, is phenomenal and I, I like everything I see. It's just, I worry about those, those three guys in the middle. They're, they're very iffy at this point. Yeah. Yes, watching that quarterback documentary on Netflix. I'm guessing you guys probably watched it too or saw snippets yeah. of it. I mean, I think we probably glossed over just how bad that interior of the offensive line really was because we loved Derrissaw and we liked what we saw from Brian O'Neill. And yeah, Bradbury took at least a half step forward after a pretty disastrous start to his NFL career. And you saw the licking that he took, Kirk Cousins that is, and it was like, oh my gosh, they really got to do something to sew up that offensive line. I think it's the best I have felt about it in quite some time. And that's a low bar to clear. Cause in general, that offensive line really hasn't had stability. It hasn't had someone else opposite of Brian O'Neill until Darisaw really took things over basically all of last year. And after only being on the field limitedly uh, or limited availability in his rookie season. But if Ezra Cleveland at Ingram take a step forward, then you kind of have a lot of questions answered. And if not, I guess you're going to the free agency period or the draft next year, probably addressing that offensive line as one of your first points of emphasis uh, no matter what, if Kirk Cousins or whoever the quarterback ends up being in 2024. Uh, ben, how about you, man? Do you do you trust this offensive line to hold up, Kirk? How do you kind of look at the line? Um, I would say no with an asterisk because, I think number one, yes, the tackles are amazing, but and while the guard play is not good, I don't think the quarterback really helps the guard play with his – not so be ability to be able to move uh, within the pocket. So I love the tackles. They're good for tackles for a while, but the guard play is where I put the asterisks. It's, is it more of the quarterback or is it more of the guards? Now I know there was this viral clip going around of Bradbury getting tossed into practice. Um, some offensive linemen came out and said, first of all, the defensive tackle isn't rushing properly and mm-hmm. like no other offensive lineman tried to help. So it's more of like a one-on-one. So it's kind of, it's, I don't know. It's, it's more of like, you have to wonder what the guards are being asked to do in, in, within the offense. So that's why I say no, but with an asterisk, there's, there's some more I got to see there. Yeah. I I definitely want to see it play out a little bit. And, you know, Ezra Cleveland, I believe is going to be a free agent after this season too. So do you resign him? Do you try to figure out how to supplement their guard play in the draft by next year? Yeah, let it play out a little bit, just like we were talking about the draft class, and I guess um, see where it goes from there. 
Uh, Shane, any last takes here? Any shout outs you'd love to give uh, on Vikings event line? If you have some, fire away. Uh, I went out to Minnesota for the first time ever last year to see the Vikings play the Jets. I'm from New Haven, Connecticut, which is known as the pizza capital of the of the United States. If you listen to Barstool Sports, but it had a great place out there called Lola's, and yeah. I give a shout out to Lola's. I we really liked that when we went out to Minnesota, and uh, it was great. And my other shout out would just be uh, let's go Vikings and Skull. Yeah, uh, Lola's a really good spot. Uh, a couple other like kind of gourmet ones around Minneapolis, St. Paul that are worth checking out. Red Rabbits right by the stadium uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's about a mile down the road. Uh, that's a good one to check out. Pizza Luce is good. I think there's a lot of good pizza in Minnesota, but there isn't like the can't miss one. We are lacking a little bit of like the one we hang our hat on. There's a lot of really good ones out there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but a- as a pizza snob, if you will, or if you're a pizza perfectionist, I'm definitely still looking for the for the best slice here uh, in Minnesota. Ben, how about you, man? Before we wrap up here on Vikings Ventline, I see your puppy there that's uh, kind of hanging out with you. Any uh, shout-outs, any last takes you'd love to give on Ventline? Fire away. Um, yeah, so this is my dog. This is my dog, Daisy. She's um, she's two. Oh, and God. I just like to – I just want to give a shout-out to all the fans that travel to these games, like those fans. Because I went to a game, I went to last year when they played in Miami. Because um, I lived down here in South Florida. The stadium was filled with just fans everywhere. Like, and they had their, like, I give a big shout out to them because they're the ones that are just 100% like loyal to a T. Like one of my first NFL games I went, was 2014 um, when they played Tampa, and Tampa was two and 14 that year. They were terrible, and the Vikings weren't that good either. But the fans were all filling up the stadium, so definitely some loyal fans from Minnesota. So shout out to you guys because you know I really that's one of the reasons I really like the team. You got some great fans. They do travel very go, well. It's pretty cool to go see. Go pack, go! And oh, go pack, go from uh, from the misses there, Ben. I'm sorry, sorry about that. Sorry that you have to uh, to endure that all the time. That's uh, that's never fun either. But Vikings fans, yes, they do travel very well, and it's always good to see uh, the Purple show up. Whether it's on Purple Daily here or on the pod, doesn't matter. Big fans of it. Uh, Shane, Ben, thank you so much for coming on Vikings Ventline. appreciate you guys. Mackie and Judd will be back uh, after Saturday's preseason game for a Sunday recap episode. No true Ventline for that, but uh, stay on the lookout for that. You're on Purple Daily, and hit that subscribe button for Daily Vikings Entertainment where we want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.